0: From the front lines. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders. We We are are the Forum Forum for the Fan. The Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo. Here's your host, Steve.
1: Yeah, we're on the phone for the fans, the Bleed Blue Show, Big Blue Roundtable, Preview versus the Chicago Bears before, we got our pick games later on, BleedBlueShow.com is our website. Audio archive episodes could be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, the whole shebang. Uh, been a interesting week, per se, with sports, non-sports. Um, I'll be honest with you, just a lot of things heavy on my mind especially with the great people down in Florida with the hurricane uh, across the state. And I uh, just want to send out shout outs to prayers because not only just, you know, sports fans, giant fans that we all know on this platform, but at the same time, uh, you know, family and loved ones as well. Uh, you know, trying to get them and get back together, and just making sure everybody is. Okay, so, so because I was that pissed, uh, but nonetheless, I remember the conversation we had last Thursday and how I posed some of those questions on my go-around as far as quarterback comparison, and it, and it kind of went where well I thought it would, and it's almost the same thing this week in the sense of, Does Justin Fields have a somewhat of a breakout game? He struggled in the first three games, uh, the monsoon game in in, uh, Soldier Field. Uh, But they won that game. But statistically, he wasn't great. But they played through heavy, rainy conditions. And then on the the next game, uh, the Niners went to uh, Green Bay on Sunday night, and they laid an egg up in uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin, on Sunday night football. And then you look at the game last week versus the Texans, an ugly game, but it was a nice rushing attack by them. They have a nice two, uh, one-two punch. But Justin Fields wasn't great in that game, and they got by with a game-winning field goal. So they're 2-1. and one. So who are the Chicago Bears? Let's talk about it. Let's get everybody on. And uh, we're going to have a nice conversation because I have some, I got questions. I hope everybody else has questions as far as matchups this week. And uh, what was really bothersome, and I'll say this real quick, Sterling Shepard, last play of the game on Monday night, I don't think I heard the guy say it after the game, because of course they would not have known right away when the event happened, but out for the year of the ACL injury, and I mean, goodness gracious, with the turf, uh, I see wide receivers around the league just sounding awful on that, man. But uh, let's let's get everybody on, and we'll talk. Uh, Let's get Carl at the C-Notes. Oh, by the way, before we even get to that, check out the Audio Archive episode. We had the baseball, uh, not, not only just the Yankees, but shout out to Aaron Judge tying the home run record with uh, Roger Maris, but also around Major League Baseball. Uh, you know, the Mets and the Braves, one game. We really want to talk about that on our next uh, show. Uh, the wild card set up. The whole shebang. We'll talk about the baseball. On uh, hockey, we got into two preseason hockey games. Islanders and Bruins, uh, the, the Rangers are playing right now versus the Devils. We got through all the divisions. Shout out to the uh, the guys on Rain, the Ring Podcast with Ranger Proud and those guys on there, Glenn, the Scots, the Carls who's on there, everybody who comes on there, the Adams. Shout out to so those guys. And, of course, the Nickelback N- 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 Avenue Fan form, we got around not just the Knicks, but around the NBA, uh, going division by division. We got two more divisions to c- cover. Uh, probably in the next episode with the northwest and the uh the pacific and also uh get through what happened in media day and preseason basketball so right, Carl, i call out to see you no, know, hey hello to the peoples man i hope you got your questions lined up man how's everything man
0: a pleasant good evening steve how are you i've been away from the baseball for a couple of weeks because of scheduling issues so i hope that's going okay um but as far as the football goes uh Let's just say it's been interesting, and I might have to, uh, at some point tonight, based on some stuff uh, that took place during the post-game show Monday, go into my annual rant uh, because some stuff I heard toward the end of the show, um, let's just say chapped me a little bit.
1: Let, let, let's, let's talk about all that. And, and, then some, and then also on the baseball front, um, I will be making an apology to the Yankees uh, for saying they were going to be in fourth place. But you know what? They played a fourth-place schedule in that second half of the season. Hey, yeah, listen, man. We didn't see the pitching coming in the first half of the season, but is it enough to make up in the playoffs? We'll we'll get to that on the baseball side of things. I saw the other teams. We'll get to that. So, Oh, I can't wait to hear what you got to say. I got my questions lined up for everybody. Giants and Giants, big hitters, big blue huddle. Brian, what's up, man? How you doing? I love your scouting reports, man. Been sharing it as much as I can, man. I hope we get some tidbits out of that tonight, man. How you doing, man? Well,
2: I'm glad you enjoy them, uh, Steven. And Ed. how are we doing tonight? I I hope everything's well on your side. Um, and I'm glad you enjoying the scouting reports. I'm working on the the defense right now. Um, a lot of work it's, because especially this week because it's a short week. It's a, that, that's a bitch, you know. <laughs> and then you got to be ready for the one o'clock on Sunday, though. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to Sunday. I think this is a, a highly winnable game for the Giants, and you know, lots to talk about about last week, about this week. So uh, let's get to it. Yeah, definitely. And also,
1: I gotta find yeah, I gotta find a way to get all those notes and the great details you wrote on the scouting reports. Out more. I gotta with your permission. Let me know if we could share it on the on the Bleed Blue Show page with if, if your permission. You, you can you could share it anywhere you want. Okay. I mean, it is go. very detailed, phenomenal. I mean, layer by layer. I mean, it, it, how they sneezed that morning and what they ate that for lunch. I mean, it is great detail man I did I saw a little bit of the bears but both the cowboys ones from last week was fantastic and I know you're working on the defense I can't wait to see it and definitely share it out to the masses we'll, we'll do that let's see who's this is this Sean Sean is this Sean right here let me see I don't I'm not 100% sure I see the number who's this 747 hello It hello. is me what's, what's going the on fuck
3: bro What is going on man I've What's just up? been working a lot. I have listened to the show from time to time to you know to repeat shows. I've been on the page, and yeah, I definitely had to get on today, <laughs> so yeah, I've been good How you
1: but well listen man i'm I be honest with you, I said it at the top. I don't know if you heard you know, I got a lot of family down in Florida. And that's a lot to take in on what happened with that hurricane. So that's on my mind. But for an hour, I'm going to try and escape and chop it up with you guys. Uh, you know, some, you know, stakeholders, even frontliners. Matter of fact, Lady Blue's in Florida. I got to follow up with her and see how she's doing. And I know she's probably going to listen to the archives whenever she gets the chance, but she got priorities. So that thing is just a monster, man. Uh, that's just kind of been on my mind. How, how you been? In, what's, what's up with you, man? We'll get your thoughts, right?
3: Oh, definitely. I you know, Like I said, just been working hard, dealing with certain things. This life is just ongoing. Um, but all in all, it's, like I said, I, I take a, a backseat to what's going on in Florida right now. I just hope everybody's well. So that's the main concern. Yeah,
1: yeah shout-outs to Sean. We definitely uh, got your name down. We're going to get questions from you, and the answers. going to have a nice back and forth. And, of course, the Warren himself, the Warren fan page, uh What's up, Worm? How you doing, man? Hardcore blues with us. Yeah, just busy working. How's everything? I'm all right, man. Just it is what it is, you know. Oh, by the way, I, we gotta we gonna have to get that question in that you had. I think it'll be a great filler question for actually all three on the line. What you brought up earlier uh, on social media about the rings with the Raiders. And, yeah. I'd love to hear Carl Bryan and Sean's thoughts on that.
3: <laughs> I mean,
1: I see those are the type of things where we could talk about things like that on this show, like because that's fan level yeah. shit, it, and it's, it's hitting your pockets, and it's about reputation. Matter of fact, I'll let you. I'll let you say it if you could put out what you told the Masters in the KGY. What do you tell us? What What, what I'm talking about? Well.
4: I put on earlier, I don't know if it was yesterday or this morning or whatever. Um, I saw a video of of how the uh, tickets were sent to Raider season ticket holders, and it was really cool and a really awesome. Was almost like a, a ring display box with the tickets, and it played some music in the background when you opened it, like those really cool jewelry boxes, and. You know, they they had gotten some, you know, other things that weren't in that video, um, you know, in years past. And, uh, you know, the Giants, they send us our tickets digitally, so you don't get that hard copy anymore. You can, you know, because I'm old school. I like, you know, having the paper tickets, you know, within like a nice package, you know, envelope, whatever. It was cool. And they send us, you know, some nice stuff. Now it's, our tickets are electronic our parking passes are electronic. Um, you know, they do send a, you know, a hard hang tag, but, you know, whatever. And then we get, like, a credit card application in with our season ticket gift package, and they gave us a flag and a pennant. Like, you know, I mean, I understand, you know, there's finances and stuff behind it, but I, I don't see how the Giants could claim that when you have two, three families, you know, that – put in, you know, money, you know, towards that stadium. You had tax dollars put in, and you hit season ticket holders with the PSLs. So, I mean, I, I think the Giants need to step up their game a little bit for us. And I, not to be petty or nothing, but, but damn, what we pay for season tickets. Step it up a little bit. You know, give us something, you know, decent. You know, maybe you know around Christmas time send us, like, a knitted hat or a scarf with some gloves or something. You know, so this shows a little appreciation. You know, so, how about some free you, know, you know, how does everybody else feel about that after you, know, you spend your hard-earned money that you work for? <laughs> you know, I'm not, um, not, this not, is not the to topic. you I, I was just wondering if anybody felt the same way.
1: Yeah, we going You know what? We're gonna. I mean, I know it's matchup week versus the Bears. So we're gonna address that because Sean, I know you have a lot to say about that. As I and probably Carl and as well as Brian. So if, if if anybody's not speaking, just mute your line so we can uh, minimize background noise. And I'm gonna do the same thing. Let's see. Let's get one more person. Uh, Call from nine four one. I don't recognize this. Who is this?
5: Steve, man. How you doing? It's good to hear your voice for the first time this year. This is Billy Ball. Come on, man.
1: Okay, Billy Bob. First and foremost, uh, before uh, sports and football, um, how are you doing, man? Like, how how's everything uh, down there, man? As far as uh, how you surviving, man? What's good? Yeah.
5: Listen, it missed us. I'm in Broward. It missed us. It went over my head, but I had my brother that's in Gainesville, so I I, it was so crazy. He thought it was gonna miss him, but I'm like, listen, bro, it it might hit you. And he was like, "Uh, it don't look like it. But it looked like it hit that way. So it's like. Far and foremost, I'm doing good. I'm just checking on my brother now and then. I know it's, like, crazy up there. And it's, like, what's, what's happening is, like, you got people from the North. they come down here now, down here in Broward. So it's, like, for generators and everything. Because I, I happen to work at Costco, and, you know, they come down there for generators, and it's so crazy. And it's, like, you know what I'm saying? My prayers go out to them, man, because it, it just missed us, man. And it's just, like, watching it on TV with the floods and all that is crazy. It's crazy. It, it, it's something that you don't never get used to when it's time for hurricane season, man. You It's, it's like, it's hard to explain, bro. It, it's just so hard to explain because it just, you never know what to expect, you know what I'm saying? You can be out here just not like taking it seriously and then the the next day it's just right in front of your face and, it, and it's hitting you. So far from us, it's just like, it missed us. But I'm kind of happy it did, but for people up north, it didn't. So it's like, you're not feeling that good about it you know what i'm saying but i'm doing okay so that's per se
1: well, great to hear that you're doing okay and and thoughts and prayers especially because i think that path went through from naples fort myers sarasota and then right. kind of went around tampa and then it cut up like through the central part of the state oh, onward right. to orlando yeah. daytona beach and then like jacksonville so if yeah. anybody's friends with lady blue definitely check on her and see how she's doing uh I mean, even after this episode, after I get off with you guys, um, I'm definitely going to be checking out with family and see how they're doing. And some I have been trying to reach all day, and it's kind of bothering me. But, Billy Bob, thank you for that update, and I'm looking forward to your thoughts. That's crazy. I think this is my first time talking to you this year. But Let's do this, man. Let's yeah, it is. Let's get right into it. So, hold hold on, we got you, a couple of questions go, on the table. It. Huh? Say before what?
5: Before you go, Carl, I'm here, Carl. We want to have this conversation, Carl. We had one at the end of this, this Dallas I'm here, Carl. <laughs> all right. All right.
1: Cool. What well, I'm do, listen, We're I'm going uh, uh, to be top level from what I see. Uh, I look at the Bears' offensive line. It's, eh, okay, hair uh, Whitehair, uh, Larry Borum, Braxton, Braxton Jones. Eh, nothing, nothing really to write home too much about as a collective unit. I think they have a, a subpar receiving unit offensively, I mean, Cole Kimmett, you know, when he came out of college, he's okay. But, I mean, these guys got average wide receivers and average stats. And I don't know if that's Justin Fields or just a lack of talent or both. What I do fear is Roquan Smith, he's been having their, you know, he's the, quote-unquote, the the best defensive player on that team. He's second in interceptions to Eddie Jackson. But the question for me is as far as Justin Fields Is he going to have this breakout game versus us, or is our defense going to hold, serve, and keep this inept Bears offense in stagnant, uh, you know, statistically like they had in the first three games? We'll lead off with Carl. And Carl, if you could address what Warren was saying, because I think that's a topic that's dear to a lot of us, our hearts, especially Sean, you definitely, Carl. You know, as much as many games as you go do, Brian. Let's talk about that as well. Um, we'll put on an extra minute so everybody you can get all your thoughts and anything you like to rant you said you want to talk about, I'm gonna shut the fuck up and go on mute.
0: I'm going to save the rant until the end of the show, um, but if, if time does permit, I'll, I'll probably okay. get around to it. Um, but okay. as far as the, the Giants and how they treated season ticket holders, hey, listen, they gave you free Pepsi last year. Like, that should tell you exactly what, uh, what the deal is with that. They take your money, and then you kind of have to hope for the best. <laughs> Most times, you don't even get that. So that's, that's pretty much all I got to say about that. Um, as far as the Bears go, as someone who lived in Chicago for a large amount of years, and know that team basically inside and out, the Giants and the Bears are exactly the same. They're literally mirror images of each other right now in terms of their process, their development, their quote-unquote rebuild, if you want to call it that, are basically across the board. Talent-wise, they're basically even up about the same, minimal on, on either side of the ball. So from that standpoint, you know, there, it's basically when you watch the game Sunday, it'll be like looking in a mirror at each other. Um, The two quarterbacks, whether they've been failed by their organizations or not, that's to be determined. Um, We've seen what the Giants have done with Jones. I I watched what the the Bears have done with Fields. They're not throwing the ball a lot with him, perhaps because they don't trust him, the new coaching staff, but there is, and and tell me if you've heard this before, this is what's being said about Fields right now in Chicago. He's a guy who does not see the field correctly or does not see the field um, well at times does not hit open receivers, makes inaccurate passes, and then at inopportune times will turn over the ball. If that sounds familiar, you can probably see where I'm going with that. So from that standpoint, but of course, Fields is a very athletic player who can make something out of nothing and then turn something that might be a seven-yard sack into a 20-yard game. There was a play uh, against San Francisco. If you guys can go back and take a look at YouTube or look on NFL Plus or whatnot, uh, there was a play for a touchdown. I think it was two... Dante Pettis, if, if folks remember that name correctly, um, oh, yeah. where, where, the, where, the, where the Bears scored a touchdown, and that was kind of the winning margin uh, of victory uh, in that opening day, kind of shocker in that rainstorm that they had uh, up there in Chicago. So for me, the way I look at it as, as this, um, the Giants offensively can only do so much. The Bears can't protect the passer either can the Giants defensive line make an impact against Chicago now last week with the Cowboys playing three different offensive linemen from the start of the season Cooper Rush wasn't sacked and was barely pressured now does that come into play again this week that kind of we have to sort of wait and see the one thing I will say about Chicago is that defensively they do play hard the first the game against San Francisco, I know they were facing Lance in his first start. And the game last week against Houston, okay. But I will say that they do, from a defensive standpoint, play hard, and they can make life difficult on the quarterback. Between that and the way they are able to run the ball the first three weeks, those would be the two things I wonder about, especially with the Giants not having potentially Leonard Williams again for the second consecutive week. And the drop-in run defense that you saw on Monday night, translating to what Chicago can do running the ball.
1: All right. Now, do you have a question for Brian Or his going
0: around? I do. Um, Brian, when we spoke last week, there was talk that the quarterback that the the Cowboys were putting out there was, I guess, a bum or whatever term wants wants to be used. And clearly that wasn't the case at all. Um, mainly because the Giants weren't able to pressure the Cowboys' offensive line front. And they didn't have their tight end either and had two backups playing. Um, what, what makes, just say if you were a, a, a layman's just kind of figuring out this game, what would make anybody believe that this week would be different than last week outside of just Zach Martin not being on Chicago?
2: I'm sorry. Oh, oh, uh, okay. Uh, Well, first of all, Justin Fields hasn't looked good ever since coming out of Ohio State. He really hasn't had any good games. Whereas Rush was coming off a pretty decent game the game before before against the Bengals, Um, and he did you know look better than I thought he would. And he in fact is a competent quarterback. Uh, The question I have though with Fields is: you pretty much nailed it, but I'll add one other thing. As far as how he's described in, in Chicago, the other thing is he doesn't feel the, the uh, blindside pressure. So he has problems with reads. He misses open receivers. He he uh, doesn't feel the, the pressure. Uh, he's been he's fumbled fifteen times now, in uh, well 13, twelve last year and three this year. So he has a problem with that too. Um, so I, I, I he's in a Prove it mode right now. Whereas yeah, Cooper Rush, he, he proved it. You know, I mean, I, I don't think he's you know going to the Hall of Fame, but he, he certainly is confident running that offense. Okay. Now, what else do you like to add I, I, uh, from
1: your your, your scouting notes uh, uh, for uh, this week's uh, week
2: four game? As, as as for what, Steve? a uh, lot lot going on there. Um, I, I I pretty okay, much yeah, agree with you. Okay, I I pretty much agree with you on their offense. Is um, the line is nothing to write home about, but you know what? They, they they've got a a rookie guard and they've got a, a second year guard. Both with fifth round picks, and both of them are playing better than than our. Uh, our number one pick of this year. Um, Cody, Cody Whitehead, Whitehair, excuse me. Um, he, he's very good. Um, uh, always has been very solid. Sam Mustafer is okay. They, they've got a two-headed monster going on at right guard between Tevin Jenkins and Lucas Patrick, who previously had played for the, the Packers, and uh, they, neither one of them are doing great, but they're, they're Okay. And they're, they're backups. Riley Reef is there. He's not even getting on the field. Um, running back, great, great two-headed monster. David Montgomery and uh, Khalil Her- Herbert. Uh, they're similarly sized. They're similar players. They're strong. They they have good jump cuts. They they got good speed getting down the field. Um, they were both you know, well, well. Uh, Let us say Montgomery was a third-round pick. Uh, Herbert is actually a second-year player with sixth-round pick. But they're they're, they're similar that way. Um, tight end, yeah, Cole come out, he wasn't bad last year, this year he's only been targeted five times, and the rest of the tight ends haven't done anything at all, and I agree with you on the wide receivers too, there's really not anything, there. you know know, Darnell Mooney, he he caught over a thousand yards last year, but right now he's got 27 yards on four catches, and Equinemius, St. Brown, he's uh, was never much anything in Green Bay and he's being the same with the Bears so, uh from their offense point of view, uh, they lead the, they're lead second in the league in rushing attempts, second in rushing yards, uh, but they're 32nd in total offense, you know, because their, their passing is just so bad. There, there's really, if you if you keep those running backs from, from breaking it, and, yes, and also with fields, fields can also do things with his legs that you don't see in a lot of places. But other than that, um, there's really nothing to fear out of their offense.
1: Right, right. Now, you have any tidbits on worms? Uh, you know what he brought up with the season tickets. I, I, I want to get your perspective on that angle, if you don't mind. And we go to Sean. Sure,
2: sure, sure. No problem. I've, I had season tickets for a few years, and then I, I was with that season ticket for uh, for three, four years. We haven't had them since twenty twenty, the the COVID year, and we, we just kind of let it slide after that. But yeah, I I don't think the Giants really give a shit about their, their season <laughs> ticket holders i mean i mean they they don't seem to make any kind of special effort and even more so they don't seem to understand how to appreciate their the season ticket holders um it was, was brought up last year they gave away one medium pepsi and and that wasn't even that was per psl that wasn't per ticket if i remember it correctly i mean come on now you know Oh, open up the wall let let you know let the mouse come flying out a little bit yeah and uh, so yeah i i agree i i think that you know they become more and more yeah less friendly to their ticket holders, not that they're, that they're unfriendly but they're not they don't seem to really give a shit you know whether they uh, they make the season ticket holders happy or not and and like the, the the one caller said um you know as opposed to the raiders who you know they give you the the, the paper ticket, they mail it out to you, they give you the the, the uh, paper parking pass. I always preferred that, too, you because know, it, it makes you – you're holding on to something. It, it, it makes you feel like you have something. So, yeah, I agree. I, th- I think the Giants really got to work on their fan appreciation.
1: Well, I can't wait to
0: get – And this is what them losing.
2: <laughs> yeah, they were, <laughs> know, were terrible. Right? <laughs> when they were terrible, they were doing this stuff. You know they're getting you know literally we're getting you know twenty five thirty thousand people for certain games, you know and and, uh, and and still they were you know very unfriendly about the stuff.
1: Oh man, Worm, you opened up the can of worms on this episode. But shout outs to the Worm and shout outs to Brian. <laughs> Let's go to Sean. Again. <laughs> Sean, what are your thoughts on that topic as well, as from the fan perspective, and how do you look at this matchup versus the Bears? And you said. You know what is your thoughts? Uh, you know versus Tennessee. You know earlier this year, you know we beat Tennessee. Uh, we came back and uh, got a. You know we beat the Panthers and then dropped. The, oh man, the Monday night versus the team you hate the most, the Cowboys. And give, give us all your thoughts and then we we'll go to Billy Bob on that. Oh oh oh! Wait oh, wait 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 wait! One more thing, one more thing before you find out. Brian. Do you have a question for Sean?
2: Ah, uh, well yeah, the the, the Giants. Last week they gave up a pile of rushing yards, although admittedly a couple of those, most of, about half of it was was on two runs. Uh, how do you think they might be able to show up the defense, you know, going into this game against the Bears, especially the run defense? Ooh.
3: All right, let's go to Sean. Okay, well, um, without the keep our uh, key play on defense to stop the run. Uh, sadly enough, it might be the same thing because that's all Chicago does. But my thing is, um, yeah, I got, I got to get everybody up to date with me. I'm, I'm so far, I'm kind of happy with the team. They're fighting in every game. They're in every game. I think they're going to be in every game the whole season except for a game or two against the Eagles. But other than that, I see what our coach is trying to do. I see – With all of that, as far as our quarterback, I've heard a lot as far as, well, other quarterbacks have had bad lines and look what they've done and look who's done this. This year, there is no quarterback, no quarterback in the Hall of Fame to be able to move the giant offense with a bad line and bad receivers. That's what we're talking about when it comes to Chicago, Open receivers. What receiver do we have that can get open? Daniel Jones is running for his life because no receiver can get open. So of course you know what well, we're drafting next season. I mean, of course the next draft receivers and hopefully another pass rush. Um, the two out two players that did come back uh for Monday night. They had to get acclimated to the game. So I, I heard a lot of fans saying, you know, what's going on with the defense. The defense is what's keeping us in these games. Uh, President surprised Surprise against Tennessee and Carolina, you know, I'm happy for those two wins. I really feel like, you know, this first half of the season, we can win some more games and be up. Who knows, maybe five and two, maybe six and two but there's going to be a couple of games in there that, yeah, we're going to have a losing streak. Uh, The team is not as good as what we want it to be, but I see them getting there. I see the strides. That's what I'm happy about. But, yeah, we have no wide receivers at all. And that was the problem. And as far as Monday night, yeah, the team I hate the most, after five sacks, after getting knocked out and knocked around and looking crazy, with less than two minutes left, we still had a chance to pull it out. What more can you say? Um, I think, of course, we have a chance to beat the Bears this Sunday. I don't feel like, like I said before, our receivers is not as good as theirs. We we talk about Chicago receivers and their quarterback Sorry to say they got a better receiving court in the house because we have nobody unless somebody's dished it up. It's just going to be a grinded-out game. And whoever's leading the last two minutes, hopefully it's us. So I just say fans enjoy the rest of the season, and we get the seven to eight wins. That's a miracle. That's a good thing. (laughs) I mean, we – I'm just happy for the excitement again. So I do feel like we're going to pull this out. It is To me, it really is. I feel like it's a bigger game than the one on Sunday night or well, Monday night because it's going to show, we'll, how do we react after a loss? So if they win after a loss, we're definitely on the right path. And as far as the season ticket holders, like everybody else has said, this is a giant organization. They don't give a damn about Look, take your ticket, get in, and have fun. That's all they care about. <laughs> so, uh, that's all I got. No, but
1: let me, no, let's, let's, before we go to uh, wrap the Worm and then Billy Bob, but why is that the case? Like, this is things we talk about when we go to games, especially on the road, especially with the front liners. They build this rapport, this experience, Sean, as you already know. I mean, you was front and center in Los Angeles last year. Like, it's you have the, it's like the fans have to – Create the, the 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 mood for fans to rock out, and I don't get that vibe at MetLife. I just don't. Why is that the case? Or why do like like if you got to see this clip like what, what one was was showing with the Raiders? If, and like Brian said, why do the season ticket holders have been there for decades and they are getting treated like shit with flats. flat flat uh, uh, colas or Pepsi Pepsi cola medium drink Pepsi cola is flat. Night no even no bubbles. Like why <laughs> do
3: the fans get treated like shit? It's an old school mentality. This is an old school mentality. Them I wonder how Green Bay I mean they're a good organization, but how do they treat their fans? Everybody with new stadiums, the Raiders, um, Dallas, yeah they they yeah, they do some good stuff. But it just seems like the old regime, the teams that have been around the longest, this the owners that have been around the longest, they just think differently.
1: Okay, I heard Carl's voice. Steve, you the, want to chime in, Carl? Before we go back to Sean,
0: Steve. The same way that the Giants get treated by their ticket holders by ownership is the same way Chicago has been treated by ownership forever. What the the belief is, and whether you I agree with it or not, that's really not for me to decide a traditional belief that the football sells the um does the marketing for themselves meaning that the they don't need to promote there's not they don't have to make this a grand promotion just to get you excited they there is a belief that the football itself is what gets you excited that's why the stadium that was created 12 years ago looks the way it does why the outside, the, why there's no, nothing around the stadium. There is the belief that the game itself is supposed to sell itself. Not tickets in a box, not uh, a pregame, you know, par- tailgate festival in the parking lot like you see in some other places, or a, you know, uh, a neighborhood like we saw in Nashville when you go, they don't, there's not a belief in that. So do I agree with it? I could understand it actually it does make a lot of sense, but, you know, there is sort of like 1960s thinking on it. And then of course there is, you know, 2020, you know, 20th, first century thinking on this. So it's really just a matter of, you know, what your belief system is in terms of how the the product should be marketed.
1: All right. Now, Sean, uh, you have a question for the worm and anything you want to throw at him for the Bears game and or any question uh On this platform for tonight
3: Hey Warren Are you still selling your hot sauce
4: <laughs> That's my question
3: <laughs>
4: Anybody's more than welcome To come and party with us when we're there uh, We just don't have the party bus anymore
2: Oh man what um, happened What happened
3: <laughs> uh, Yeah, that was my yeah. question. Yeah, it won't be the thing. All right.
4: Um, looking into Sunday, I mean, we, we have a lot of question marks at the receiver position. You know, who who is going to catch the friggin' ball? Um, Shepard's gone for the year, and I kind of don't think he's going to recover from that. That's the second knee injury. Um, Clayton's been non-existent, I guess you could say. Galladay's been, I don't know, here and there. The only ones that have been any type of somewhat consistency has been Sills and Richie Jinks. And that's, you know, a couple of the tight ends that we got. I mean, who's really going to be getting the ball? The offense is going to have to get run through Barkley. Monday night was a tough loss, but it wasn't a total embarrassment like it was in the past. Um, I was annoyed we lost. I was upset. But I wasn't embarrassed because they fought all the way through and they really tried to win with the talent that they had. They were getting destroyed up front. The Dallas's defense is it is what it is. It's good. So, you know, going in this week against, you know, Chicago, I the Giants are gonna be very aggressive on the ball. Chicago's pass protection, I mean, really does suck. And we're both cleaning Both, you know, mainly a mirror image of each other. But I think the Giants are more put together than the Bears are. Um, I think Jones is going to have a cleaner pocket than he did on Monday night. I think that Barkley is going to have another monster game, maybe similar to what he did against the Titans, because of the lack of talent at the receiver position. And I think we should be able to win the battle up front. Um, Justin Fields, he just doesn't do it for me. I don't like Ohio State quarterbacks. They never really pan out very much in the NFL. Um, and I really wasn't high on Justin Fields coming out of Ohio State. I mean, as far as the Giants, I, I really don't see why they can't put this game away. The weather's supposed to be kind of shitty on Sunday. So I'm excited. Expecting probably a more run-heavy game for the Giants and try to, you know, run it down Chicago's throat.
0: Uh, It would be nice
4: to see the Giants, you know, air it out down the field, but I just – I don't see it. I don't really trust our receivers too, too much. Um, I think you're going to probably see a lot of RPOs. Maybe with Jones, run heavy with Barclays, maybe sneak him out into the flat, maybe bubble screen here and there. Um, that's basically where I see the Giants. I, I think they can pull it out. Probably going to be tight, but I see them winning, you know, being able to win the game up front and on the scoreboard.
1: Can I, can I have a, ask you a follow-up question before you have a question? Matter of fact, let me ask you a follow-up yeah. question, and if you can answer your own question about the fan experience from the Giants. I know you asked around, today, but I definitely want to see if you could get into that more before we go to Billy Bob. The Bears – Rush defense is terrible through three games. They've given up 157 yards a pop uh, through three games. So let me ask you this. What is the number on the ground to exploit the Bears' run defense to say, okay, this gives a probability, a high probability to win the game? Meaning it doesn't have to be just Barkley. Whatever you say, Greta, Barkley, uh, uh, Jones, if you combine their rushing total, what number do they need to make to say, okay, the Giants are probably going to win this game?
4: I honestly would expect them to get around eighty-five plus yards on the ground, easily. I would say anywhere between uh, eighty-five and maybe one hundred and twenty, they they should be fine. You, you get if you can get four yards a clip, I'd be happy with that per run. Um. So anywhere between the 85 and maybe 110, 120 range, they, they should be able to just wear them down. Because I mean, you can even factor in a designed runs with Jones, and even when he scrambles, when it's not a designed run, picking up at least what six, seven yards, almost. Um, I would say I, I would say somewhere between 85 and maybe 110, 120. Okay. Now, and you want really to answer your own question? Everybody so. saying. Um, no, I guess, you know, the only thing was when, you know, when we first opened up with, you know, like the fan experience, it's, and like, even like going to the games, I the the one that I really noticed it was the first playoff game against, against the Falcons back in 2011, 11, sitting in my 11. seat, I was in yep. mezzanine level. And I'm, I was able to look over like the suite level where they got those, the boxes that are right above the coaches club areas. And I've seen people on Kindles and reading books and on iPads and whatever. And it seems like the giants and the jets designed this stadium more for like the Manhattan yuppies that are there just to be like, you know, it's, you know, we're here, you know, taking pictures. It's just, you know, an outing on a Sunday or for like, you know, business, you know, class people that are there to take a client to deal a deal. It's, it's not old Giants Stadium, and until they bring back the blue-collar fans, it's not going to be the same. It, it was loud there for the Carolina game, but it wasn't Giants Stadium loud. So, I mean, until so you don't bring Isn't back the stadium? old clientele, you, you, you're not going to have that home field feeling. Well,
1: Carl, I don't what know was if your, anybody your knows. Season, Carl?
0: I was just going to say, warm. isn't that just every new stadium? Like, the idea of the blue-collar fan that a lot of folks sort of clamor for, like, that day is dead. That day is dead everywhere. Like, we've been to L.A. We've been to Atlanta for Mercedes-Benz Stadium. You come down here to AT&T Stadium. I mean, we do bougie as much as as anybody else down here. I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, I, I feel like folks are, like, longing for, like, a day gone by that doesn't exist anymore.
4: And and so like that's that's why I brought it up with you guys is
0: I, I don't I don't go to the away games because I just
4: don't have the time um, and that's why I brought it up on this forum just to see you know like because I know you guys travel to a lot of your away games to see how it is in the other stadiums um, so I mean you know a lot of you would know more than me because you can compare both buildings I can't but I just I I just miss the way that it was where it was loud and you would leave with, like, a throbbing headache, and the floors would be shaking in the building. You can see the, you know, the second deck over your head just bouncing up and down. Those are the days that that I miss instead of it being just like a social outing. All
1: right. You have a question? Another question for Billy Bob, and we can go to Billy Bob on his matchup as well.
4: No, I just, you know, I just want to follow up with, you know, all of you that are, you know, in the path of the hurricane or have, you know, family down there in Florida, you know, just be safe and my thoughts and prayers are with just... you.
1: Absolutely. Shout outs to the worm. Billy Bob, your thoughts? Match up, um, fan experience if you want to tap into that, but what's the keys to winning on Sunday?
5: All right. Keys to on Sunday. I right, so I really still I hope that they just just decide what well, i hope we just decide to say we just want to go out there with a running game <laughs> because like i said looking from uh monday's night game i told everybody it was a combination of three things i've seen the lack of receivers that made the opposite line look bad and daniel jones holding onto to the ball a little longer or it could be vice versa daniel jones don't have receivers to throw to and he's getting sacked so it's a combination it was just a combination of three things that that you can't really put a finger on because it could be the receiver line, Daniel Jones, and back the other way. And that was one of my things. But I, I I think that they should be going into this game with a full run game. I hope he looked at – and I hope he looked at use all three running backs. His, 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 all three running backs, he got three tight ends. I, I, I really think that we got two good tight ends out there that, that can really, like, do some damage. But um, – like I said, I don't really see nothing from the Bears. Tell the truth. And on the other hand, from like even even our defense that we, from the Monday night, I yeah, we, we really. Hey, I really want everybody to start giving Kellen Moore some some, some props because he did find ways to just confuse our defense. If you can just look at our linebacker, like I said, even with that on Monday night, our linebacker K. Crowder was lost. He was completely lost on coverage. Even the two outside linebackers, they were even lost in coverage. They found ways to get their ball. They played making the ball, which T.D. Lamb and throwing quick bubble screens. They negated our whole defense. And then our cornerbacks are playing like five yards back, so they were throwing bubble screens. And I and then and on last side, we couldn't even do that because we got possession receivers. And that would lead me to say this year when I was like, even when you see, I want to tell you that. See, I don't really like to commentate even off the off season. But seeing what I've seen in the preseason, I'm like, how we didn't keep Alex Burkhead, or, I mean, Burksman, whatever his name is, the, re- the receiver, and he did wonderful in preseason. Y'all can turn your heads and say he, that's preseason, but I can name plenty of receivers that came out of preseason and did good and entering the season. And starting off with, number one, Victor Cruz. He started off with preseason doing good, and Alex did way better than what he did. I'm trying to figure out how the Giants, not have him part of the offense. I mean, Richard James. I, I I don't know what to think of him. I mean, I, if, if if I if I would say no, your uh, player personnel, he looked like a player that you might want to give quick passes to to get him going. You can't. I mean, I mean, I know we don't have uh, Tony. in his hurt, but these little things that I'm picking up that I like. I said know your personnel at the same time. I hope Brian Davis going to give us that same from last year. I know he won't because they say he's an offensive genius or whatever it is. But that's my whole thing, and um, I just wonder why we didn't have Alex, Alex coming into this season because he had a wonderful preseason, and y'all can call it what y'all want to say until y'all see him in a real game. And he and he shit the bed, then then you can backfire. But from what, what I've seen, he could have they could have upgraded this man into our offense this year. He could have been the Wells Walker. He could have been the Julian Edelman. He could have been uh, Bees. I don't care. Start finding ways to utilize some of these players that that y'all think are not capable and and might just be capable of doing the job. Why do we have to wait later down the season to find out if they're good or not? And that's the crazy thing to me. And that's what led me to say this here because we had an argument, and I'm hearing from a lot of giants that we're still in rebuilding mode. And I keep telling them, stop it. Y'all can miss me with the rebuilding mode because that would be my question to Kyle, actually. I'm not into this, with this rebuilding mode stuff. Every year we come in and say the Giants are still in rebuilding mode, because I told y'all I've seen it both ways. We went through draft and we went through free agents. We spent money in free agent, we, and free agent and we went through draft, and every year we seem seen to come up with we're still in rebuilding mode. You miss me with that? It's just time that they just need to get their shit right. I mean, we're still on a good start, and I stop. I say this year can't. Okay, to me, this year is still not a rebuilding mode to me. It's just more or less. Daniel Jones need to get it right. I don't care, Daniel Jones. You don't have. A, you're like a veteran now, so you should be like what's up with Joe Barrow doing? I mean, I don't think.
0: you there?
1: Is Billy Bob there?
0: Maybe is that me? I don't know. I think the rebuild gods came in and took Billy Bob away. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I'm still here. No, no, i Oh, was, my question to Carl is I don't want I mean I mean, I don't want to sit here and have to hear this, that we are still in rebuilding mode Are we in rebuilding mode or can we just finally be a good
1: team? A good team to get to okay, the playoffs? Okay, let's call
0: on that. Okay. I thought I was gonna <laughs> wait till the end of the show to say this, but I since I, Billy Bob brought it up, I can I can get into this now. Um, the idea of rebuilding has only come about because the Giants have finally conceded that they are rebuilding. In the previous seasons before this season, nobody associated with the Giants ever used the word rebuilding. They tried to sell some bullshit that they were just a couple of pieces away from being a good team when that never was the case. So there has been this idea among the fans that the team has, quote-unquote, all this, let me rephrase that, has, quote-unquote, talent on its roster. Uh, Nobody disputes that the Giants, quote-unquote, have talent on the roster. There's just one problem. When you compare the Giants' talent, quote-unquote, to the talent of every other team in the league, they come up relatively short. You want to know how I know this? If you did a draft tonight, of, like, the top 200 players in the league, not 100, the NFL does that, the top 200 players in the league, there's, what, 1,500 players spread out throughout all the, the uh, 32 teams, 52 times 30, whatever the number is. Find out how many giant players would go in that top 200 player list. You barely could probably get the five relative to everybody else. And once you start there, when you have a 53-man roster and you only have five guys you can name that are that good, then right off the bat, you have a talent deficiency. The Giants have had this talent deficiency for a very long time now, and yet a lot of fans don't seem to believe this. They seem to believe that the Giants have this sort of roster that I guess in some sort of form or fashion can be molded into something that it's not, which has been, which has unfortunately put something in the fans' heads to think that either the Giants players are either A, regressing, B, not developing, or C, something else. So, You are setting yourself up for failure if you believe that the team has more talent than it does. Compare the Giants roster to that of the Dallas Cowboys or the Philadelphia Eagles. There is a distinct deficiency between the two or between those three teams. And just go down the list. You tell me which team the Giants have more talent than, how many guys you would take on their team compared to the Giants. If you don't believe that there is a gap in talent between the Giants and the rest of the league, like, I don't know, 27 to 28 teams in the league relative to the Giants, then I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do for you but to say, listen, either you're not paying attention or you're just lost in fantasy land. That's just how I feel about this. And I remember before the first game of the season, I said, we better make sure that we uh, have correct expectations of the team to not set ourselves up for failure if the team doesn't perform uh, to, a certain, to a certain level because there are some fans that believe that the Giants should be better than what they are and have been saying the same thing for the last couple of years. Why they've been saying it, I don't know, but it's been out there. And so, unfortunately, when reality hit, especially as it did Monday, and hell, it may even hit on Sunday, we have to sort of look at it and say, call it for what it is. You know, the reason why the Giants have been bad is because they are bad. Like, that's all it is. You know, I, 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 Billy Bob, you can respond to that, but I'm just trying to figure out, do fans think that the Giants team has simply been miscoached for all these years and talent isn't an issue at all? I mean, this is crazy.
1: Hey, Billy Bob, give us like a, a one minute response so, so we can get into the picks and then we can adjust everything on final thoughts.
5: Uh, Carl, my whole thing is I know we're not the ones picking the team. It's what, we, it's what they pick and what they throw out there. I just need them to play like play sort of decent, decent ball. They even result, they even goes back to saying what y'all fans are saying about the Jets don't give a damn and it's like, I understand that because I witnessed that when I went to the Miami game when you got a uh, Kenny, uh, Kenny out there just slow walking on a on a route. I mean, just even when he went in I mean, like, it seemed like he was going in motion and it's like, this is what they're putting out here. I don't know if it's a coach. I don't know what it is. It's something that has to be dig deep because, listen, Every team is not talented, and I get that, and our team is not that damn talented. But at some point, at some point, can we at least be above 500?
0: No. That's my whole thing. Not, at least be able the tell thing they have on the roster right now. No. That's the answer.
5: All right, you got me there. I mean, I don't want to concede to that, but if you're saying that, then you got me there. Because I just feel like, that's enough to get us above 500. I, let, I would at least say get us into – it's like, like we say, when we play division of games, throw out everything. It doesn't matter who's out there on the field. Let's just play football. And from what I see Monday night, it, it kind of bothers me because I knew the only thing that we didn't have was no talent at the receiver spot because I was looking at I'm like, yeah, Shepard, he's not even the first wide receiver. He's not even the first. Kindergarten, to me right now, he just digressed all the way to like almost a fourth receiver. And it's still shocking to me how we can't even get Gary Slayton out there on the field. And so I understood that part of the, that equation. But at the same time, it still comes where it's like, okay, Giants, let's at least be above 500 and get to the playoffs, and not have to struggle up. or not have to have this big, so-and-so rally-up time type moment and, and finish the. I mean,
1: finish the season strong. I just want us to be consistent and get to the playoffs. That's all I want. All right, that's cool. Right, that's cool. We'll get to all that in the final thoughts. Maybe bring it up on the post game because we got a few more minutes. Got to get it off. Shout out to everybody. We got the four games. We'll fly right through it. We got tonight's game: uh, Dolphins at Bengals, Chiefs at Bucks, Bills at Ravens, and Bears at Giants. I'll read it off one more time so we uh, get it started. Uh, confidence picks: uh, Dolphins at Bengals. Chiefs at Bucks, Bills at Ravens, Bears at Giants, and no more Survivor uh, pool because uh, Carl already won through week three. We're done with the Survivor. Carl's the winner. So congratulations to Carl. Once again, back-to-back years. Back-to-back for the years, huh? But Carl. <laughs> Batman. I got to get you the money, man. I'll, I'll, I'll send you a message offline and get you your funds, man. But uh, let's start with uh, the, the confidence picks right now. and We'll go right down the line.
0: All right. Uh, Give me uh, Cincinnati for four. Um, It's going to be a tough call here. Uh, Give me Baltimore for three. Um, Give me Tampa Bay for two. And give me the Giants with one, because if they don't win this game, they're not going to be winning for a while.
3: Hey, word up. I
1: hear that. shout outs to Carl. Let's go to Brian. Giants big hitter. Big blue huddle. What you got for your confidence picks? Okay.
2: uh, Four, Tampa Bay Bucs. Okay. Number three, Cincinnati Bengals. Number two, Giants over the Bears. The number one, the okay. Bills beat the Ravens.
1: All right. Shout out to Brian. Thank you very much. Let's go to Sean. Are you ready for your picks, man? You got any uh, confidence picks for us?
3: Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, I take um, the Chiefs, four. Okay. Um, Miami at three. All right. Two Baltimore and one Giants.
1: All right. Shout out to Sean, man. Thank you very much. Let's go to the Worm. Worm still with us? Yeah, Worm, let's get your uh,
4: confidence picks. I'm going to go with the Bills at four, Chiefs at three, Daltons at two, and the Giants at
0: one.
1: All right. Thank you very much. shout us to the Worm. Uh, Billy Bob. Let's get Billy Bob back on. Billy Bob, your your confidence picks. Yeah. I'm going
5: with Kansas City at four. All right. Buffalo at three. Dolphins
1: at two. Giants at one. All right. And let me see. I have Chris and Lady Blue's picks. Let me bring them up real quick. I should have had it ready. Uh, Chris has four Chiefs, three Dolphins, two Ravens, one Giants. Same for Lady Blue. Oh, he got more picks. Okay, I guess he got them from other stakeholders. All right, D- DB and Manny Dogs. Four, gi- damn, four, gi- four Giants, <laughs> four Giants, three Dolphins, two Chiefs, one Bills. That's from DB and Manny Dogs. My picks. I wrote them down earlier. I got. Uh, sh- sh- who do I got? Sorry, I'm holding it up. Sorry about that. What did I write down for? Okay. I had Chiefs four, Giants three, Bills two, uh, Bengals one. Uh that's uh my picks for the Survivors. So We got everybody's in, man. Shout out to everybody, man. Carl, give us the final thoughts. We're out of time, but I'll let everybody rock out for a minute, man. And and then of course join Chris for the postgame on Sunday. Carl, final thoughts.
0: Yeah. Hey, good to good to be with everybody again. We'll talk again, uh, on Sunday. Yeah, hey, listen, this is uh this is a pivotal week for the Giants before they go out to London. Um, you know, they're facing a team that's essentially the same as they are. And if they were to lose, you know, this is a third-trade home game. You know, I don't, you know, you don't want to get in the habit of losing these home games, especially to a team that's, you know, basically the same as they are. And I think Sunday would be a telltale sign of uh, of where some of this is going. If uh, if they have a good performance and win, and conversely if they have a poor performance and lose. So, I think this, this week is uh, something to, to monitor. And, oh, one last thing. Since we have about a month before this happens, uh, the idea of trading Saquon Barkley should be on the table.
1: Yeah, I thought about that. I had thought about that earlier uh, this week. Uh, we need to bring that up probably next week. Shout outs to Carl at the C-Notes on Twitter. Uh, let's go to Brian. Giants big head of final thoughts.
2: Yeah, first of all, Giants fans should relax. I know we lost to the most hated team in the league from our point of view, but we were never going seventeen and nothing If you look statistically <laughs> with one glaring exception it was pretty close but five six to zero with no pressures at all that had that kind of cost him the game uh a couple of keys as far as beating the bears defense uh Roquan Smith has a quad ended uh injury. So he may have an issue there as far as his performance. Uh, Don't forget that Robert Quinn had 18 and a half sacks last year, and they also had a young uh, Travis Gibson, uh, fifth-round pick from 2020, a terrific young player. Those are the two main edge rushers. Uh, He couldn't block the edge last week. He better be able to do it this week. And one more thing, Jalen Johnson, the starting corner, looks like he's going to be out. That's going to leave him with two rookies starting on the edge corners including an uh, undrafted uh, free agent. So if we can get any kind of play out of the, the, the wide receivers, and I'm not so sure that can happen, um, you can do real damage with the secondary. But anyways, uh, peace out. Uh, oh, oh, and shout out to, to everybody down in Florida. The prayers and thoughts are with
1: them. Shout out to Brian, man. Thank you very much. Go to GiantsFans.net. Uh, his uh, pieces on the scouting reports, I'll share it on the Facebook page, the Blue Blue shows, great detail information that we, probably, we couldn't even get to this episode on. But shout-outs to Brian, man. Thank you very much. Of course, Sean, man, it's
3: good to hear from you, man. Final thoughts? No doubt. Good to hear from you, too, and everybody else. Carl was dead on talking about talent. 100%. Man. Um, I think we can pull this game out. Uh. Hopefully some want to step up receiving-wise. But, yeah, my final thought is just they're playing for the coach. They're doing, you know, everything they can do. Just imagine if we had more talented players, how much they'll be improved, the whole team as a whole. You know, we just got a lot of – in every fan base, we got a lot of crazy fans. Yeah, fans did think they was going to go 17-0. Yeah, fans did think, you know, we're at a certain level. That's ridiculous. We're, it's a process But everybody have a good day And praying for
1: Florida yeah, Shout out to Sean Thank you very much man Join on on the week 4 preview Versus the Bears The worm of F Oliver 372 On Twitter Final thoughts Hardcore Blue
4: um, You know Carl hit it, hit it spot on With the talent And I was, I was sitting here laughing in my office At my second job But you know it went through my head Anybody who really thinks this team is going to the playoffs, I would love to have what weed they're smoking because they got some better shit than I do. <laughs> um, I mean, they're they're really smoking some good stuff if they think this team's going to the playoffs. Um, I mean, realistically, I don't even see 500 in the future. Um, and, uh, you know, anybody coming out Sunday, I'll be out in the uh, – L six, um, you know, come by for a shot. You know, uh, something to eat if you want. Uh, we're gonna be celebrating my birthday in the parking lot. Um, oh man! Usually in there about the birthday. Yeah, excellent. Nice. My, my birthday's Saturday. Saturday. Happy birthday!
2: Nice. Happy birthday! Yeah.
4: Happy birthday. Uh, it's the uh, first right. time since I turned twenty one that the Giants have a home game on my birthday. So it's uh, oh wow. Sw- swing, but the earlier the better because uh, later in the day I'm gonna to be totally shit faced.
1: <laughs>
2: um,
4: happy birthday to the warm, man. Nice. All
2: right, God bless you, man. Hey, Steve. Nice. Yeah, Steve. My we're, birthday's, we're my birthday's you... Monday or uh, is a Saturday, by the way.
1: Oh, hey, that, happy that, birthday. Cue it up. Yeah, hey, I, hey, it. Hey, I forgot, hey, all, hey, about hey, hey, I forgot hey, all about it. Hey. Hey. Shout-outs to Bron and, and, and Worm, on their born days, man. All right. Yeah. yeah Shout-outs to those guys, man, and the Worm, man. Hey, thank you very much. That was a great uh, – man, if you put that on the Worm page, what you said about the Raiders, we got to reshare that uh, on Twitter. Might have to put it on Instagram. We got to get that. I, I like that topic a lot. I wish we had more time. Matter of fact, we might have to do a side show fan-level stuff. You know, guys who want to talk about fan-level stuff, we haven't done one of those in a while. We'll have to do that, man. But shout-outs to the worm, man. Thank you very much. I know we're out of time. But, Billy Bob, final thoughts, awesome. man. And, and, and thoughts and prayers to everybody down in Florida, man. Your final thoughts, man. All right.
5: Praise down to everybody in Florida, for real. Keep your hands up. That's my thing. But my thing and my thing is, if y'all feel like the Giants ain't going to be 500, why are we talking about them, then? Why are y'all sitting here trying to act like Y'all don't want to judge with 500 and y'all trying to act like I'm smoking some crazy stuff. I'm just saying, we got Brian Davis. We got a good coach. We got a, we got that Martindale. We have a good defensive coordinator. The defense is not that bad. So if we go out here and run the ball and play good defense, we got a good field goal kicker. How in the hell do y'all think? Just listen. I know plenty of teams that went far with possession receivers. I ain't you trying to pay us like that. That's because y'all don't know your personnel. That's why y'all talking like this year. And for you we do have talent. Don't sneeze over goddamn, uh, what's his name, receiver. don't sneeze at say Saquon Barkley. It's plenty of talent on there. It's just that Giants ain't using their personnel very well. As I've been stating over the, five, over the five, six long years that I've been stating, know your personnel. Learn how to use them. And don't even try to act like we're not that damn good. Like our, like our division is the best. Like our division, like, yeah, my division is going to run. What y'all talking about? What are y'all talking
1: about? Man, talking about? Billy yeah, Bob.
0: He Billy you Bob need a cheap bottle of Thunderbird a, right now.
1: Billy Bob just hit us with a Category 2 with that, man. That's the Billy Bob, man. I appreciate that, man. Uh, Carl, Brian, Big Sean, and, of course, Warren, Billy Bob, myself, my final thoughts, man, I say run a rock down their throat. Protect the ball. The Bears are last in possession. If we don't turn the rock Thank over, you. we should win this game. I don't think I put a confidence score of a three on the Giants in years on the show. So I am optimistic that we have a shot. But you could join Chris and everybody, you know, all you guys and gals that come on. Uh, for the post game, after the game at around like 4 o'clock-ish on Sunday. Join, join in with, with Chris, and y'all can discuss it, win, lose, or draw. <laughs> and shout-outs to everybody. Sandra so sue Bleed Blue. Share the show on Twitter. and Can Facebook you dig it? IG the
0: whole can you dig it? Can you dig it?